amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. First of all, let me introduce you. This is Dr. Hyoman Kim uh, at New Jersey Institute of Technology. And so, you know, he's going to follow on with some preliminary data analysis, I think, of the magnetometer stuff that I know Jules and uh, David were just talking about. So go ahead, Hyoman. I'll give you the two-minute warning kind of starting now from when your block was originally scheduled. Okay, uh, so I'm just sharing my screen. Do you see, uh, I'm going to make it uh, slide mode? Yes. Okay, so do you see the full screen? Yes, you're set. Okay, all right, hello everyone. Uh, again, my name is Hyomin Kim, uh, uh, Assistant Professor of in, in, uh, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Uh, I'd like to thank all the co-authors who contributed to this talk, uh, especially Jules and who just disappeared and Dave Witten who, uh, uh, contribute to uh, the development of this new type of magnetometer that we're going to use for personal space weather station. <clears throat> and uh, I also like to thank uh, James Wagen, who actually provided the uh, excellent uh, scientific material that we are going to leverage uh, in terms of scientific investigation. So uh, this talk uh, consists of uh, preliminary, very preliminary analysis of uh, uh, data set that we obtained from the, the, the developed uh, magnetometer. So uh, the project overview is to, the goal of the project of this magnetometer is to establish a densely spaced magnetic field sense network to provide quantitative and qualitative measurements of the uh, geospace environment from uh, the ground for both scientific and operational purposes at a cost that will allow for crowdsourced data contributions. And this is to also to monitor larger scale current systems and ionospheric dis uh, disturbances due to drivers from both space and the atmosphere in, in a more extensive uh, uh, spatial scale. So uh, as Dave Witten mentioned briefly, the target, uh, I mean, the field resolution that we are aiming for is about six nanotesla at one hertz. And that's sort of what we see from uh, preliminary uh, operations. And uh, the, we also aim for magnetic variameter operation, which means uh, we don't really necessarily look for the absolute filter measurements. So as long as we can see the variation uh, that is appropriate for our scientific investigation. And target spacing, actually, uh, well, in, in a plain language, the more the better. Uh, I would say a few degrees uh, spacing uh, in terms of geographic latitude or longitude or geomagnetic latitude or longitude to observe, mainly to observe uh, larger scale current systems, uh, ultra low frequency waves uh, that the waves are very important uh, uh, space weather phenomena in terms of uh, transporting energy uh, from solar wind to the magnetosphere and into the ionosphere. So it is very important to observe ULF waves as well as large current systems that are highly connected with the uh, solar activity. And 
of course, uh, the, one of the very important space weather aspects, geomagnetically induced currents on the ground, uh, in, especially in terms of dB over dT, this is very important space weather issue. And hopefully this can be, this can be observed uh, by uh, the, the network of the magnetometers that we're going to establish. So this is going to be a crowdsourced data contributions uh, by establishing closely spaced multi-point measurement rather than just sparse measurement using very expensive system. We are, now we're talking about uh, $20 kind of sensor versus like, you know, maybe you know, hundred thousands of dollars, you know, very expensive uh, uh, magnetometer network. Uh, th this can be easily compared to the Google map kind of approach where, you know, maybe the single point measurement of location of one single cell phone may not be so helpful in terms of finding the traffic pattern. But if you uh, collectively uh, use the, the data from all of the cell phone users, then you can sort of establish really, really well-defined um, uh, uh, traffic information. So that's kind of approach that we are aiming for. So uh, to give you a brief idea about the, the connection between the sun and the earth, this diagram on the left shows the how the sun and the earth are connected via the magnetic fields. And the magnetic fields from the sun, the red uh, from the sun, hits the magnetic field of the, of, of the Earth to create a new type of magnet, magnetic field, as you can see over here, so that the, the, the solar, the particles that comes out, uh, comes out of the sun uh, uh, is transferred into the magnetosphere and dumping a lot of energy into the ionosphere, disturbing the ionosphere. So <clears throat> the outflow of the solar wind from the sun's atmosphere and interaction with the earth and environment and human technologies. They, they, this is actually an important space weather issue. And space weather is affected by a variety of current systems in the magnetosphere and ionosphere due to the coupling between the sun and the earth. As you can see in the diagram here, there are a lot of current systems. This is only some uh, big current system that that we are interested in, but there are a lot of small uh, scale also, there are many detailed uh, current signatures around the magnetosphere and the ionosphere. And these current systems are highly affected by the solar activity and how the energy is coupled between the solar wind and the magnetosphere. And these currents are often observed by magnetometers in space and on the ground. So that's why the magnetometer uh, play a, an important role uh, in term, uh, uh, as a uh, very important infrastructure for space weather research. One science example, uh, this is provided by uh, James Wagand. <clears throat> Ionospheric current systems can be derived from ground-based magnetometer data. As you can see over here, we have uh, ground-based magnetometer network uh, owned, uh, run by different groups and different institutes. But basically, current system, system current, ionosphere current can be derived uh, using ground-based magnetometer data using, um, you know, the Ampere circuit law. law um, if you uh, integrated magnetic field rotation uh, can be used to estimate the total current flowing in or out of the ionosphere.
And this can provide context for, you know, oral activity uh, uh, using old sky imagers, uh, ionospheric radars, including, you know, Superdon or IceCat, uh, MI coupling, and even rheometer data uh, to monitor the particle precipitations during uh, geomagnetic activity. Uh, the problem that he wants to raise is that the magnetometric coverage has changed significantly over the years. Number of stations in the lower 48 states is now about 10 down from about 24, uh, although number of stations in East, Eastern Canada has increased a little bit. So basically the bottom line is we need more uh, uh, measurement points in in the states, especially the high latitudes uh, in uh, United States. So this is one example uh, showing the ion derived ionospheric current uh, during uh, 2013 June 1st storm, where you can utilize magnetic field data uh, as shown in this vector um, using the horizontal field of the, of the magnetic field data to reconstruct the the current system called region one current and region two current. These are really important current systems that are connected into the magnetic sphere that is highly susceptible to any type of geomagnetic activity. And in 2013, there was actually poor magnetic coverage in, in uh, upper, uh, higher latitude region in, in Canada but uh, it was good. Uh, There's a good magnetic coverage in the, the, in the United States. Now we're moving to 2017. Uh, now the Canadian coverage is better now, but the, the United States coverage is, is, is getting poor. Uh, so what we are suggesting is that we need more magnetometers uh, down to 45 geographic latitude or for, 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 no, for, uh, for this type of current system uh, de derivation. But storm time current system, where this current system can actually expand to lower la latitude, then we, can, we, don't, we, we even uh, want to have more stations down to 35 geographic latitude. Of course, I'm not saying that this is the only place where we need planetometers. Uh, this is only uh, one particular example uh, to, to utilize magnetometer data, but we do need, uh, there are a lot of magnetometers necessary for low latitude measurement too. Uh, they're equally valuable. So, okay, uh, getting back to the, the main point of this, pay, uh, the, this presentation. So here I'm, I'm presenting a data acquired by our uh, HAMSI magnetometers. Um, this is not, uh, the science widely used science grade magnetometer, uh, namely fluxgate magnetometer. This is not the very expensive fluxgate magnetometer. Instead, this is the sensor itself costs about 20 bucks, magnetoinductive type, uh, manufactured by a PNI as Dave Witten introduced. Uh, we operate these uh, magnetometers at two different places. One at Jenny Jump uh, Forest, uh, where our observatory is located in New Jersey. And the other location is Hillsdale, New York, where uh, uh, Jules Meddy uh, is living in his backyard. So it was operational from January to February. So we have about less than six week or so uh, data set. 
And that's how the sensor was located, uh, uh, placed. Uh, actually, sensor is actually down below the ground to minimize the temperature fluctuation. And this PVC pipe is completely sealed, uh, so it is very well weathered. <clears throat> okay, so one example, geomagnetic storm on March 1st. This is very uh, recent, brand new date, data. The plot on the left is from Jeffra Observatory, Hope, New Jersey. And the middle plot comes from uh, Jules Backyard, Hillsdale, New York. And uh, the plot on the right is USGS Magnetometer, Fredericksburg, Virginia. As you can see, it follows a trend very well. I'm very happy to see the performance level of this really, really low cost magnetometer. I'm talking about about less than $100 magnetometer versus, I don't know how much this should be really, really close to million or something, you know, in terms of operation and, and, and in terms of the cost of the instrument itself. Of course, you know, as you can see, the, the accuracy or resolution may not be so close to this like really high-end uh, flux gate magnetometer, but uh, this observes this type of, uh, I'm talking about this particular event where we can see the bipolar structure at around 4 UT that is associated with geomagnetic storm. Uh, during this time, the KP index of five was five. So it was pretty moderate storm to detect this type of, uh, I believe this is a field line current system that was actually going through that area so that you can see the bipolar structure and about uh, 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 bigger than 100 nanotesla change was observed even at this mid latitudes. And the, the, the next plot is actually a stack plot of uh, various magnetometer loca uh, magnetometers all the way from Greenland high to low latitude. This is uh, the, the map shows the location of the stations. Uh, I, I actually you already gave up how to pronounce this uh, this stations. These are all native language. The Greenland station, GDH, uh, Narsakwak, uh, that's Greenland, Ikeluit here, Urawa here, and this is our magnetometer. Uh, Fredericksburg and Kuru in in uh, southern uh, South America. Uh, as you can see. The, the, during this geomagnetic storm event, uh, this looks like a, a substorm signature that is caught, uh, measured by the chain of this magnetometer all the way from high light to latit low latitude. And then this uh, Hamside magnetometer also picks the same signatures as the other uh, uh, surrounding uh, neighborhood magnetometers as well. So this is the same signature as this one, but this is, as you, as you can see, the scale is way different. I mean, the, 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 the fluctuation level is a lot higher at higher latitude. Um, but the, the rest of the magnetometers are professionally maintained, really expensive magnetometers. The only, this one is the only magnetometer that costs less than $100. So it's quite impressive. And I'm showing the other example of, um, of the, Magnetometer of operation, same Greenland, Canada, Ottawa, uh, Jenny Jump over here. You can see the compression of the magnetic field and decompression of the field due to ring current system uh, that is associated with um, the, the solar wind pressure change over here. Uh, 
so that it actually monitors the, the magnetospheric current systems. Uh, so, by the way, this is omni data that is actually taken from multiple spacecraft uh, near at one AU to monitor solar wind activity. And then you can see one-to-one -one correspondence between the two, two, um, two locations. Okay, so to summarize, a low-cost magnetoinductive type magnetometer for the Hamsai uh, Personal Space Weather Project has been tested at two locations, uh, one at Jenny Jump, Hope, New Jersey, and uh, the other one at uh, Hillsdale, New York. Uh, in January to February 2021 this year, uh, the, the new Hamsai magnetometers successfully observed space weather-related phenomena along with many other science-grade magnetometers. The test operations demonstrated that its performance is very adequate for space weather sciences. Once established, the proposed closed-space magnetometer network will provide quantitative and qualitative measurement of the geospace environment from the ground for both scientific and operational purposes at a cost that will allow for uh, crowdsourced data contributions. Um, especially this was measured for only for less than six weeks. And most of the time, the geomagnetic activity was a little bit low, quiet times. And so uh, we haven't really seen many dramatic uh, activities here, but I, we expect to see more dynamic geospace activity as we are approaching the, the solar maximum. So that's all I have to say, thank you. Thanks, Hillman. Um, I'm, I'm gonna pivot just a little bit and what I'd like to do is Jules is back online. So yes. what I think okay. I'd like to do is, Jules, could we switch back to you for the next say five minutes and then maybe we could take combined questions that sure. aren't answered in the chat from all three, including Dave Witten. Let me try to go back to share screen here and see if Great. I can do that without breaking down. Um, okay, so I wanna share that. Okay, can everybody see that? Uh, it's working, uh, there you go. Yep. Okay, good. All right, just, just quickly a run through of what we have the various developments along the way to be able to use that RM3100. Here are various versions of a, an adapter for the Raspberry Pi at the local end uh, that will then drive the CAT5. I don't know how much of the last presentation you have, but basically we've established that with CAT5e cable and differential I2C signaling, we can get out to past 400 feet from the Raspberry Pi uh, to locate the uh, the magnetometer is as far away from pos as possible from other possible interfering sources. In the lower here, this area is the current version of the interface board. Uh, this is a real-time clock. Uh, basically, the, uh, the CAT5 cable you see here, these are two working installations which are monitoring two magnetometers in the field of my location. Okay, let me then go to, uh, let's see. All right, then I'll pass that. Hang on a minute. I'm going to move this down. And let's go to in-ground housings. Um, the, uh, uh, the idea is uh, we found out that, that uh, we had to control temperature in some way on these things because of problems with temperature, uh, magnetometer drift with temperature that was as high as uh, 10 nanoteslas per degree C. Uh, which can make a very significant difference as, as uh, Hyman pointed out in that last presentation. Uh, 
Uh, if you get at least 18 inches to 20 inches below ground, you can have a stability of at least one degree C over a 24 hour period, which is what we were looking for. So the idea is how do you do this? Uh, the very simple way is, is to use PVC pipe. Um, I, in this, this particular installation, here's the magnetometer uh, into its support board remotely. This was originally designed by Dave uh, uh, Witten. Uh, then uh, the, the uh, board is, is supported. It, it's compressed in place with some uh, uh, foam to hold it in place. There are rails here and here that were actually cemented into the PVC pipe. This is a one and a quarter inch PVC pipe and that uh, accurately aligns the, uh, uh, the magnetometer within the pipe. This line happens to be a north-south line that we'll be using for um, orientation once, once it's installed in the ground. Uh, this is the first version of the completed magnetometer, an end cap PVC pipe about two feet long, waterproof uh, RJ connector at this side. Here you see it uh, buried in the ground with the uh, RJ the connector, waterproof RJ connector and the Cat5 cable running off to the, uh, the uh, Raspberry Pi. Here is the next version, which in this case has two magnetometers uh, using two support boards. Uh, the first one is the master board essentially that communicates back to the local over the RJ uh, Cat5 Cat cable. The second board is just connected via power and ground and a um, and a uh, I2C bus uh, data and clock lines to the lower board. These are aligned very precisely with a couple of plastic rails inside the tray. The tray is then inserted into a pipe. This happens to be one and a half inch PVC. And then uh, we'll go to the next slide. Uh, this is uh, the latest version, which is using the, the new design board. Again, this is a one and a half inch PVC pipe. Uh, two plastic plastruct rails, which were cemented inside the pipe for alignment, hold the board in place. Uh, this is the uh, new connector that we're using now, which is a little better for waterproofing. Uh, the PVC pipe assembly is uh, sealed with silicon RTV, plus there are a few packets of um, desiccant placed inside the pipe just to take care of any possible moisture that uh, condensate moisture from whatever moist air that might have been entrapped at the time the pipe was sealed. At the top, this is a, uh, a two, two axis level, which has a better than one degree accuracy to be able to align the vertical axis of this thing plumb. And then the, the, uh, nor the, this end points toward the magnetic north. Uh, the, there's a final adjustment made by uh, observing the y-axis signal on the magnetometer and rotating this slightly until it zeroes out or as close as possible to zero. Let's go to the next slide. And okay, after we stabilize uh, the, the, the uh, temperature, uh, we now have, uh, this is the pre-stabilization, I should say. This is some early uh, uh, recordings that were made. This happened to be made here. Um, and this one was made at Jenny Jump originally. We'll notice that this is the RM3100 magnetometer reading. This is the uh, local Jenny Jump flux gate and the corresponding one in, in Fredericksburg, Maryland. 
substantial difference, substantial deviation. But if we look at the temperature over that same 24 hour period, there looks to be a very strong correlation between the temperature and the, the uh, distortion that we see in the magnetometer recording. So this was the indication that we needed to do temperature stabilization. Uh, the, uh, this was a run that I made at my house uh, just a, a short time later. And again, we see the same problem. Um, Jules, if you about a minute left, other, just want to have yes. time for a couple questions. Okay, uh, let me just uh, go to the, to the final uh, one. Let me see here. Uh, I had one more. Yes, okay, this is a, a very recent recording, which is similar to the ones that, that Hyman has. You'll notice that these are 10 nanotesla increments and we have a better a resolution of better than five nanoteslas. This is a one, uh, sec one uh, minute average. Uh, these are one second uh, samples. Uh, this is a one minute sliding average and we've actually achieved a resolution here, a noise band that's better than five nanoteslas. So we, we've definitely met the goal of this uh, very inexpensive magnetometer of which you'd have to spend at least 10 times as much to get anything anything even marginally better. Go ahead. All right, thank you very much. Uh, Dev, I think there's a couple of questions in the chat that haven't been answered and uh, you wanna bring those up? Dev, are you Let's online? Yeah. Let me... Okay. Let me I can... Yeah, I can do it, Dev, if, if you okay. would like instead. No, I can. It says, how do you retrieve the data from this magnetometer? It's from Juan Carlos Silves Batista. Right. So, Jules and David, that's for you. Yeah, so you want, the data is transmitted uh, over the I2C bus to the, to the, uh, uh, to the Raspberry Pi. And it is what we're reading out is actually the result registers of the magnetometer itself. So those are scaled. We know what the scaling factor is. And by applying that scaling factor, uh, as the data comes in, we actually record our recordings are done in nanoteslas for each of the three axes, X, Y, and Z axis. Okay. There is another question by Elizabeth McDonald. She says, uh, how many do you need to array to get accurate measurements? Maybe she oh. means how many do you need in an array to get accurate measurements? So that that's human and uh... yes. Well, I mean, I, I guess it depends on you know what 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 type of phenomena you want to measure. But I'm very much high latitude centric uh, because that's my uh, research area uh, to to uh, observe like field and cross system that is actually. Uh, connected to magnetopause, you know the 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 deep magnetosphere phenomena, which is uh, more directly related to solar wind uh, activity. Here, I'm looking at uh, James Weigand's um, uh, equivalent current map over here. I think like a few degree latitude and longitude spacing may be okay, but it. I'm still in, in the process of discussion with uh, James Wagand in terms of um, the number of uh, number of the, the degree of spacing because he's talking about high level high end uh, flux gate magnetometer quality. Now we are talking about a little bit 
you know, uh, uh, compromised quality uh, over uh, uh, larger space locations. So maybe by sacrificing the resolution level of the magnetic field, maybe we need more spacing to uh, minimize, mitigate the, the, the uncertainty level of the measurement, maybe. So I'll say maybe a couple of degrees or so. Uh, depending on the size of the current system, but um, that's what I see. Great. Um, uh, there's, some, there, there's some other chats, and I'm going to have to move on here. Uh, there's some other questions in the chat. So I would say that both Human and David and Jules, if you guys could go in and try to answer those. Human, there's one from Seth Claude Peer you might want to type in, type in about. Sorry, I have to move on. Um, this, this was, thank you for being flexible, too, about the technology failure. And thank you for those talks. They were quite excellent obviously generated a lot of interest yeah a lot of apologies for the technology failure i'm sorry I, not uh, your fault okay. um with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.